talking about. He kept saying, you know, Cade Cox, our youth minister, he's preaching today. Cade Cox, our youth minister, he's preaching today. So I'm the youth minister, Cade. But we're glad that you're here this morning. I'm so glad uh, that you're here over the holidays. There's lots of new faces, lots of visiting faces, and we just want to welcome you here uh, as the Pine Tree Church family. And so it's been a great Christmas for my family and for me and Amber, and we've been rolling. I feel like we've been going back and forth, back and forth, Longview here uh, to Amber's family, to my family. We all live an hour apart, so we just made a big triangle. Uh, but uh, it's been a little over a year since me and Amber uh, have been here. It's been a great and a fantastic year. Uh, we love our family here at Pine Tree and love the work um, that's being here. I want to start by doing just a quick review of 2018. Starting off February, my favorite, uh, I guess, Olympics, the Winter Olympics started. Uh, my favorite probably Olympic event would be like the ski slalom or the downhill skiing. I love that. Uh, but some team in Philadelphia won the Super Bowl. We're not going to announce their name, but uh, hopefully this year it'll be the Cowboys' turn. But uh, movies, some of the top movies of 2018 by box office was uh, Black Panther, also then uh, The Avengers, Affinity War, and then my personal favorite, Incredibles 2, which that one should have been first. But uh, also, our town in Longview Lobos won the state championship, which we were very proud of, and I'll come back to that later on. But uh, also, this year, Australian scientists discovered that sharks really like jazz music. So if you ever go swimming, don't bring jazz music <laughs> along with you. I don't know. But also, survey says this year that one-third of millennials, this is hard for me to say but because I kind of fall in this category of being a millennial, but I'm not a part of this group. I'm not part of this third. But one-third of millennials believe or are confused if whether the earth is flat or round. I'm not a part of that third. Not a part. Okay, and also, uh, this past November, our 41st president, George H.W. Bush, passed away. So there's been a lot of different events uh, that's happened in 2018. Uh, and as we kind of look towards, you know, 2019, it's the beginning of the new year. And today's lesson, I'm going to be talking about a couple of different things, about spiritual living, about gifts, uh, and about how uh, we're going to share uh, the kingdom of God but, again, it's Christmas time, and I love to watch kiddos open gifts or just people open gifts. And I know, I guess as we get older, you know, that's what you enjoy seeing. As a kid, you enjoy seeing the gifts under the tree and unwrapping it. But as you get older, I like people uh, or watching people, other people open their gifts. Uh, and so, I'm sorry, Lane Simpson, but I asked my brother if I had permission to talk about him. But I didn't ask you, so I'm sorry. But even if she's here. But Lane, this Christmas at our Christmas, youth Christmas party, we had like a gag gift opening or uh, where we were exchanging gifts. And Lane, her gift was an old Barbie doll. She did not want an old Barbie doll whatsoever. Her face, she was disgusted, upset, and she just kind of just threw it on the ground. Uh, now, my little brother, well, first, Amber's cousin, she's different. At Christmas time, she starts just shaking, her legs are just running, and she gets so excited, and she screams at every single gift that she opens up, it's the best thing ever. Uh, now, my little brother this year, uh, me and Amber got him a little foam pickaxe off of some little game called Fortnite that all the kids love. Uh, but we got him a foam pickaxe, it's kind of big, 
but he slept with that gift at Christmas Eve. Did not think that was going to happen, but uh, kids love gifts, and kids have that childlike innocence. I think, as America, we are missing that innocence, and we need to hold on to that. Um, So it's amazing to me that we live in the most digitally connected or technology uh, technological, uh, advanced, you know, world, connected. We're all connected by our cell phones, by uh, laptops, but it happens to be one of the most loneliness uh, generations that we have. Uh, a quote from a survey that I kind of looked into was that 45,000 Americans will take their lives just this year. And also, more than 70,000 Americans will die from drug overdose. And I was, I was just shocked at those numbers. Uh, and it's just those numbers prove of how lonely uh, this generation is. Uh, and so I think about how do we, as a church family, how do we, as Christians, how do we go out and be able to reach those who are lonely? Uh, and that's kind of what we're going to discuss about today. But there's a quote, I read an article from Arthur C. Brooks, how loneliness is tearing America apart. And I want to share this quote uh, with you. And there lies the challenge to each of us in a country suffering from loneliness and ripped apart by political opportunists seeking to capitalize on that isolation. Each of us can be happier, and America will start to heal when we become the kind of neighbors and generous friends we wish we had. And I want to reread that last part. Each of us can be happier, and America will start to heal when we become the kind neighbors and generous friends we wish we had. To me, I love what Arthur C. Brooks is saying uh, here, but happiness, to me, is not the end goal. Uh, The end goal is a deep, abiding joy. We have to bring joy to our coworkers, our neighbors, and friends, and then we will begin to see and create the kingdom narrative that uh, is the cure for loneliness. So I want us to look through Luke chapter 6, verse 30 through 38. So if you want to go ahead and turn there, that's where we're going to be this morning. Luke chapter 6, verses 30 through 38. And we're going to, I'm going to read these verses, and then we're going to go back uh, and start breaking them down. But I'm going to go ahead and start. Starting in verse 30. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, Do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So Jesus, to me right here, is redefining the world. 
Jesus sets the tone. We read earlier in our scripture reading about uh, some Beatitudes, Beatitudes from the heart. Uh, we also read, uh, I like to call them the woe warnings, uh, to those who reject the kingdom of God. And so we're going to look back and talk about uh, some of these verses. I'm going to break them down to three different parts and talk about three different gifts. But the first gift starts in verse 30 and 31. Give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. To me, this is the gift of upside-down living. And it's kind of hard lessons for us to understand from these verses. It's hard for the flesh and blood to understand. Uh, But it's grounded in the faith of Christ's love. It's a habit that needs to be developed within us. uh, A habit of unselfish generosity. Uh, And so, if we treated all people, all persons like our close kin, I think we would treat others differently. If we treated uh, our coworkers like, or if I treated my coworkers like my siblings, then maybe I would start to treat them a little bit differently. If I treated my neighbors like my father or mother, then maybe I would start to respect them a little bit more. Uh, we have this gift of not following the path of the world, but following the path of Christ. Going looking at verses 32 through 34. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. If you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. If you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. This is probably the gift that I maybe struggle with the most is the gift of not keeping score. Uh, so often we want to hold on to those who have wronged us in some way. So often we try to get even or to get back. Uh, but Jesus shows us here what unconditional love is. Uh, and this, this verse isn't saying that we throw away our money we don't, or throw away our time or possessions, um, but put it to use to God's kingdom. We love because Jesus loves. We give because Jesus gave. We love and serve because Jesus served and loved. Uh, we need to get let go of this of who owes us or that, uh, who needs a return of favor. Instead, we need to simply uh, repay, not repay, but simply uh, bless others. Um, but going back, if you look at the, towards the end, it talks about being expecting uh, to be repaid in full. Uh, normally, you have a lot more kiddos here, but they're kind of spread out among the crowd. But these kids are smart. We, t- we talked about this one time, and we kind of focused in on this last part about being repaid in full. Uh, and so we started talking about it in the class, and uh, not only did they talk about getting repaid in full, but they expected interest whenever they traded with someone. Uh, we talked about how the example was, if I gave my pizza to my friend or a piece of my pizza, then tomorrow I need your cookie and a drink. Uh, but, so the kids like, I was like, wow, we're talking about interest in Bible class. Wednesday night Bible class. But uh, we need to not keep score, not keep a tally, but just simply bless others. Um, go on to verses 35 to 38. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then reward will be great, and you will be children of the Most High, because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, 
you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, be poured into your lap, for with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. So I want to real quickly uh, go through this again, but in the message. Uh, normally I don't read from the message, but as I was going through, uh, looking at different versions, this really stood out to me, and I just want to share it with you. But I tell you, love your enemies. Help and give without expecting a return. You'll never, I promise, regret it. Live out this God-created identity, the way our Father lives toward us, generously and graciously. Even when we're at our worst, our Father is kind. You be kind. Don't pick on people, jump on their failures, criticize their faults, unless, of course, you want the same treatment. Do not condemn those who are down. That hardness can boomerang. Be easy on people. You'll find life a lot easier. Give away your life, and you'll find life given back. But not merely given back, given back with bonus and blessing. Giving, not getting, is the way. Generosity begets generosity. This comes to our last gift, the gift of living generously. Again, church is not all about um, money, but it's about our time and our efforts. It's about our commitment to serve and to give from our hearts. Uh, and this is, like I said, the Christmas season. So I'm sure some of y'all uh, have seen gifts under the Christmas tree that just aren't quite the best wrapped gifts. Uh, last year, uh, our kids wrapped gifts for the Highway 80 uh, for their Christmas party. Let me tell you, there were some pretty badly wrapped gifts. And there was a couple of gifts, well, maybe more than a couple, that I had to go back and rewrap for one of them. If it's me, if you're me, I am the person who has the tape on all their fingers, and I have one finger that's not taped because that holds the ribbon down uh, to be tied. Um, But we all know what some badly wrapped uh, gifts are. But I want us to think about this real quick. I want us to think about, if to consider... If you were to wrap yourself as a gift, as a present, to your coworkers, your neighbors, your friends, what would that look like? What would that look like if you were to wrap yourself with a gift wrap uh, with the tape? What would that look like if you were to wrap yourself uh, and present it? And I think I could tell you, church, what that would look like. It look like a person who loves their enemies. A person that helps and gives without expecting anything in return. A God-created identity the way our Father lives toward us. Gracious, generous, kind. Not picking on people, not condemning, but just being easy on people. We need to live our lives generously, giving, just as God gave his son. Uh, So we kind of look back at all of what is upside, what is upside down living. I think you're looking at a church. It's not a people who keep score, but a people who live generously. A people who not only read God's word, but live it. Uh, Going back a little bit, a couple weeks ago, or... Um, like Longview win the state championship games. I love watching those high school state championship games. It's like the Super Bowl almost to me. I can spend all day 
Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, just watching football. It's the greatest three or four days uh, of the year. And so I love especially watching uh, some of the smaller schools play. Uh, and one of the smaller schools I watched this year was a team from Newton. And I follow Newton because one of the coaches I, uh, who coached me goes coaches there. And I love you know, him, and I love being able to watch him as Newton's been doing really successful. Uh, but, so Newton played can- Canadian. Uh, Newton ended up winning a close ball game. I think it was 21-17. Not for sure on that. But, uh, but a powerful message followed the game. And some of y'all may have seen this, but I just wanted to share this video uh, with y'all today. That is Newton's head coach, W.T. Johnson. W.T. Johnson, let me read this so I don't get wrong, but suffered 
uh, suffers from a graft versus host disease. He contracted from a double lung transplant in 2017. And what a powerful story. And it's even more powerful is when his son comes up next and he can't speak words. And so I'm sitting in my office, I think Thursday, just bawling, <laughs> just crying. Uh, his message that he shared uh, it just comes, his gift that he's been able to give uh, comes from his heart. Uh, and this message that he shared now is not only to his program, to his kids, to his community, but it's to the whole world. Um, he talks about the gift of how to live before you die and where you put your strength and belief. And he also talks about how a part of him hopefully would live through uh, his kids and his, his players. Uh, and I can't think of a message for us, a gift that we can give much better than that. Um, the gift of sharing God's message. The gift of putting our strength and belief in God and all uh, that we do. And uh, So we don't know when Jesus is coming back. We don't know uh, when that time might be. But we need to put our strength and belief in God. We need to put, share God and leave a part of God's love uh, in others. We need to share God's message with our neighbors, with our coworkers, with our friends. Uh, and so we need to share simply the gift of life, the gift of Christ. Uh, so if you haven't given your life to Jesus, if you haven't uh, been baptized, then why not choose now? Why not choose today? Um, and also, if there's anything, uh, needs or prayers, there'll be elders, shepherds uh, around the room uh, who would love to pray with you. Again, uh, let's share life. Let's share Christ um, with our friends, with our coworkers, with our neighbors. And again, Tony's going to start leading singing and continue our worship. Let's all stand.